peace and light, y'all. You are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things regarding self-development and bettering your spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody who's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now, before we get started, you know I do my usual note of gratitude, Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears once a week, and I hella appreciate that. So, first things first, I'm back. I feel good to be back. It's been about a month or so. I really enjoyed my last episode with Charlie Rocket. Shout out to those who checked it out on both YouTube as well as any audio platform that you get your podcasts on. Thank you guys. That was actually the relaunch of my YouTube channel, and I'm really excited to do more stuff with that. Um, you'll definitely see sooner than later. If you haven't subscribed to Spiritual Hunger on YouTube, please do so. I have some great things that I want to do um, from that platform. That'll be a bit different than the podcast. Actually, a lot different. Way different. So if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do so. Um, again, YouTube is Spiritual Homegirl. And um, the reason why I took a break is because I wanted to... Take a step back and be very clear about the direction I wanted spiritual homegirl and make peace with the day to go in. And I truly identify with the hummingbird being a primary animal totem of mine. And one thing I've noticed with hummingbirds is that even though they go on long journeys, they have to take frequent breaks in order to sustain and finish their journey so I just kind of took this as a hummingbird break (laughs) and now I'm back and um I really enjoyed that interview with Charlie too I kind of wanted to get that a slow burn I mean we go looking for answers on so many different things and we look for examples to get inspiration from and here you had Charlie Rocket is a man that could talk about a lot of different things I mean losing over 100 pounds being unhealthy reversing brain tumors attuning your heart intelligence and understanding quantum physics also becoming a multi-millionaire and walking away from a 15 million dollar business you know what i'm saying he basically gave the game from day zero to the day he walked out 10 years later he also talked about starting your life over from scratch changing careers being fired being told no multiple times um also talks about reinventing himself transforming himself from something that he no longer wanted to be into somebody that he's happy with now and what self-love is to him and I thought that was so great in terms of how multifaceted that interview was and I just wanted to let it burn or slow burn I should say and kind of just let people find it and some people did during my break and I really appreciate that and a lot of other people not only did they check out the Charlie interview, they checked out other interviews that I did, which I thought was really great in other episodes. So for those that are new to Finding Spiritual Homegirl, welcome and hello. I'm happy to have y'all. And for those that's been down and still down and still listening and checking me out and supporting what I do, thank you all as well. So now that I am back, as y'all know, if, if you're familiar with how I get down when I have a break, I usually have a lot to say once I return. And um, I wasn't sure how I wanted to go about coming back. Not that I was pressed, but I was kind of happy with my break. And I was like, well, when something's on me and I have to speak, I'm going to talk about it. So sure enough, I went hiking on Sunday. It was a 7.8 mile hike. And I went to Eagle Rock, which is a, which is a, I think it's called a peak or a point. I thought I was doing hiking back in Atlanta. I wasn't doing nothing compared to these hikes out here. These hikes and these hikes are brutal. Like, my hips still hurt, and that was on Sunday. But the elevation at Eagle Rock is about 2,000 feet, a little under 2,000 feet. And I'm at Eagle Rock, and I'm not on the part of the cliff where everyone takes pictures. Well, I kind of am, but I'm more so towards the edge. I'm in error, and I could really be at the bottom of this cliff. Not to make it sound morbid, but that's how high up I was. But that wasn't what I was thinking of when I was on this cliff. 
I was looking at all of the beauty around me, all the God around me, all of the wildlife, all of the, the, the crows flying through the air, the ravens, the, the hummingbird that I saw. And the cool thing about hummingbirds on my journey is that I don't see them often, like every single day. But when I need to see them, I see them. And the thing is, they always fly around me, literally around me. And I acknowledge them. I'm like, what's up, hummingbird? Thank you. And they tweet, tweet, and they bounce off. <laughs> I seen that too. I saw it last Sunday when I did a photo shoot with Ms. Lopez Media. Shout out to you, Renee. You made some magic there, girl. I'm looking kind of cute in them lenses. Okay. Those photos are going to be released no later than um, the end of this week, by the way. But um, thank you, Renee, for giving me your time and sharing your uh, talent with me. But while I was on top of this cliff, I'm looking at all the beauty around me. I've seen the hummingbirds already. I saw crow and the irony with crow or the beautiful irony, I should say, is that I pulled the crow medicine card five minutes before I began my hike. I said, what do I need to learn on this hike? And I pulled frog, which was cleansing. And I pulled crow, which was about law. The difference between spiritual law and human law, one being the truth, one being an illusion. And whatever side that decided to choose, we have to basically align with my personal integrity which was subsequently um, deal with the personal will based on that integrity my actions based on how I feel or what I believe in my core value system so I said okay cleansing and law that's the theme of this hike so when I saw crow I said cool you know and I got a reminder that always maintain allegiance to the spiritual law because a lot of human law be full of shit and it be contrived and it makes you feel like you're not good enough if you don't subscribe to their version of morality. And I feel like some people's law requires the disrespect or the oppression or the suffering of others. And I just can't subscribe to that. So that was a cool realization. But while I'm up here looking and I'm looking at all the beauty around me, I was smelling nothing but chia plant, which is, um, it was a lot of chia plants. Um, that's where chia seeds come from. But chia is like a mix between sage and mint. So I was smelling all of that and it was just all the good vibes and sensory overload. And I was sitting there and I was standing. And I was just kind of looking around me at different angles and how high up I was. I wasn't even scared of heights. I thought I had a fear of heights, but I guess not. Um, because at this point, we had been in a movie meditation for over an hour and over an hour and a half, really. And I'm just sitting there looking at all these things. I'm not even in the moment realizing that I'm up so high. But I see the beauty of everything around me. And at that moment, nothing else mattered. And whatever I thought mattered before I got on that hike didn't matter anymore. It ceased to exist. It ceased to matter. I didn't care anymore. I still don't. And I think I got one hell of a grounding experience as well as a bonding experience with Mother Nature because it showed me that the real necessities in life and the things that are really important in life are really the simple things. And that made me happy and I was very um not that I was looking for a woosah but I damn sure got one and everything that everything that I thought again mattered from day one day one period of my ability to even remember a day one to Sunday it's more like the chapters closed not that I meant to close these chapters but it's just more like okay well life starts from Sunday this chapter of life starts Sunday. So that's kind of been the vibe I was on. And while I stood up there, I said, what can I do to help somebody? What can I share? What has been resolved? What has been something that I've been wanting to share from this now closed chapter that I'm okay with sharing without feeling like I'm going to attack somebody? Because the thing about me telling my truth, I don't tell my truth to attack people. I tell my truth to tell the damn truth. And usually if I have to do that, it's rare that it gets challenged because normally there's receipts. And, and even with this episode, there's receipts, but it's not about attacking people. It's about using what I've gone through to help other people. So I said, I want to share something that I've been sitting on since I started Spiritual Hunger. I've always kind of wanted to do this kind of episode. I just wanted to not be messy as I've done it. So here we are, the Energy Vampire episode. And I'm pretty sure some of you guys are wondering, what's an Energy Vampire to me, there's plenty of definitions, just like there's many subjective definitions to be spiritual, to be righteous, to be happy, love, etc. But my version of, a, of an energetic vampire is when, or a spiritual vampire, is when 
whatever the exchange is leaves you feeling drained and it feels you leaving less than and it feels you leaving worse off than you were before. And when I say before, it's usually because you were at a good vibration and you were on a higher frequency and you were in a good mood and you might have been full of love. And by the time whatever that exchange is, when it's done, it leaves you paranoid or um, it leaves you in a more negative state than what you were in. So that's my definition. So with that being said, I want to list out some of the things that not only I've experienced, but other people have experienced too. And um, I'm pretty sure everybody can probably relate to this at some form or some form or fashion, but um, they all have a common theme. And the common theme is, oh, nope, I don't want to tell that yet. Hopefully you guys could probably, maybe I'll give it away. Um, a part of me doesn't even want to give it away formally, but maybe if you listen to my descriptions, you'll probably find the common theme. Because to me, I think that all of them have somewhat of a commonality between them. So the first energy vampire is the fake ass boo. Yep, the fake ass boo. And when I say fake ass boo, these people will usually approach you, whether it's in DM, whether it's in person, whether it's through your partner, whoever it is. They usually approach you or they respond in a way or in a light that is untrue to who they are. They usually will posture themselves. And posturing is a key thing, too, with um, the fake ass boo, because they posture to make themselves appear like they are the perfect thing and the perfect mate or the best fit. For you. Oh, you like to meditate? Oh, yeah, so do I. Oh, you're spiritual? I'm spiritual too. Oh, man. You know what? You want four kids? I want four kids too. You like to go in the park? I love nature. Yeah, me too. Everything just seems like it fits, right? And if that's not the case, they'll always find a way to say, you know, oh, well, you know, I pride myself on being a good person. And I'm not saying that people, all people are like this in terms of those who do pride themselves on being good people because there are good people that do that. But we're talking about folks that pride themselves on being good people and ain't worth two damn pennies to rub together. And when I say that, I mean in the sense of they are lying to you. They'll sit there and tell you in your face they hate liars. They hate liars because they want to be the only motherfucker lying. That's why they hate liars. They want to be able to control the narrative or the situation or do whatever so that they can have the upper hand in the situation. What's that saying? Whoever texts the least cares less. They usually the ones that text you just enough to get by or communicate or do just enough to get by to get the steady sex or to get whatever it is that comes with being a partner of this person. Some people like to, you know, cash out on their spouse or mate or, or lover or boo or whatever. Some people like to cook or do things. Some people like to, um, what's some other things? Some people like to plug them in with people, you know, in terms of help put them on or help them succeed in their goals. So they'll do just enough to get what they need out of you, but they have no intention on doing right by you, especially in the way where you're doing right by them because they need something from you. Most times it's sex. Steady sex. I don't know why. I mean, apparently sex is hard to come by for some people. And they just got to do what they got to do. They always have a safe supply. You might be a part of a harem. Whether it's of men or women, whichever they prefer. You might be in a crew. It might be a whole minivan of y'all that could low-key be on beck and call. They may tell you this. They may not. Most times they won't because they know that if they were able to show you who they really are, you'll run for the hills. So they know not to ruin that. So they give you just enough. The fake boo is also emotionally manipulative. What they do is they give you, again, like I said, just enough to where you can kind of be satisfied. If you ask for more, you're wrong. If they ask for more, they'll justify it and say, oh, I've done this. I've done this for you to bring up all this other stuff, which really isn't an accomplishment, just more so of being a good, you know, just, just the basis of being a good person. And um, or if you need them emotionally, they're not there. They don't want to be able to actually be your friend and deal with you. They don't want to actually have to have the responsibility to care enough about you or your problems or your emotional state. They just kind of want to be able to get in where they fit in and go ahead and dash out and do what they got to do. And if they want to pick you back up because you're convenient, then they'll pick you back up and continue the facade and go from there. 
Don't dare ask them no questions about their character. They're going to get offended as fuck. They're going to feel like you're wrong. They're going to gaslight you. Gaslight you is basically deny and deny until you look crazy. And it's going to flip out on you so much to where you're going to look like the crazy one because you're frustrated that you're trying to explain to people that this is not what it is. But it is what it is. They know what it is. People be knowing what they doing to folks. They know that they come in there wanting to half-ass do shit. But they can't be honest with you. They can be honest with themselves, maybe. But I think the reason why people do that and they such fakes when it comes to relationships or partnerships, whatever you want to call it, is because they're at war with themselves. They know they got some shit to work through. And they rather than work through it, they'd rather heal it or attempt to heal it through sex or through a partnership or through something that appears beneficial with someone that seems more spiritually or energetically sound or complete or what have you. Rather than realize that they can heal themselves and heal their brokenness or heal their traumas by doing the work themselves, they want to do it by rubbing or having someone rub off on them to where they feel like everything is fine. They like how this person makes them feel, whether it's in the bedroom or out, and they can just kind of ignore the work. But that's almost like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. That shit's going to bleed out eventually, and you're going to mess around and bleed on people that, you know what I'm saying, didn't even want to be bled on. They didn't know you had these issues. It's a form of misleading that's not cool. It's, it's, uh, it's fraud, you know what I mean? And again, some of these people will sit there and you'll think they cool as hell. You'll think, yo, they told me they don't like liars. They really don't like liars. Again, because they be the biggest damn liar of them all. Some people just have to have that control in their relationships. They have to have that control amongst their partners. They have to be top dog by any means necessary. So if it's by lying to you or by purposely omitting the truth or not being clear or pure, or honest or upfront about their intentions from gate or from the gate or from get go, that's what they're gonna do. And unfortunately, there's nothing you can do to fix that because that's not a me or a we issue. That's a you issue or them issue, if that makes sense. So that's the fake ass boo. Again, always posturing, they be using people. Another and another reason why I say they're energetically, um, like they're like vamping and they're leeching is because sometimes they'll use that sex as a way to cleanse themselves. So they'll soil you up with their dirty ass issues and their dirty ass problems that they have with themselves. They'll get the release off momentarily. You're now stuck with it because you guys have created one in the bond of, you know, having sex and having that kind of soul connection, that soul tie that's been created, and they get to go on about their business. And then if they feel dirty and soiled up again or need a release, then they come to you. It's one thing to have sex for a release, and that person is understanding of, hey, you had a long day. You know, let's do this. But it's another thing where this person... Is solely used for a release and nothing more. Or this person is used for a potential benefit down the line. They call them gold diggers nowadays. But I feel like gold diggers used to be associated with women. That's also something that can be um, universally um, applied. Men can definitely be gold diggers too. Or they false. Uh, they false. How do I say it? It's not, I don't want to say ride or die because I hate using ride or die. But they false claim their love and they false represent themselves and misrepresent themselves so that they can get the benefit down the line. This includes having babies for checks. This includes, um, honestly, people that use their kids as weapons against their partners. For, for bad reasons, not for reasons in terms of you not taking care of your child or whatever, or you need to, like none of the, nothing like that that makes sense that's ethical. And I'm pretty sure we all have the intelligence to determine what those situations are. But I'm talking about people using their kids as weapons over petty shit. And I've seen it happen and it's not cool. Somebody get mad about somebody dating somebody else, all of a sudden they can't see their kids no more. Or something happens and, um, you know, they find out mommy has a new friend. Daddy don't want to pay for the child. Like, shit like that is so petty. That's some that's some fake-ass bullshit, too. Because now, children have to suffer at the sake of somebody else's ego. You know what I mean? So, that's another thing, too. 
Another thing that I think is also energy vamping is purposely flaunting who you're with to make someone upset. That's another fake ass boo thing because it may not be your fake ass boo, but they are fake ass boo to somebody else. Some people do that. Some folks be hurt in a relationship and they're so hurt that the next piece that they come across, oh, they all over with it. They in public with them. They constantly taking pictures, whatever. And I understand people rebound and react in different ways. But again, it goes back to intention. I'm never above my own advice. I definitely wanted to rebound before. So I ain't above it. But I know why I did it. And this is years ago. And it's because I was hurt. And it was because I wanted somebody to see that I was out living a better life. Now, granted, my rebound was fire. You feel me? But <laughs> but it was if the intention wasn't good. You feel me? And I only did it because my ex at the time flaunted his rebound in front of me. It was a tit for tat. So that that's another way that, you know, it can be a fake ass boo situation. In terms of now you're using someone else's affection for you or someone else's affinity or love for you as a way to hurt somebody else. It's not because you're enjoying that person's company. It's because you want to hurt someone. And I don't think that's cool either. That's also another form of energy vampire because you're now sucking somebody else dry for the sake of hurting someone else. You're trying to take someone's light in order to be negative on someone else. Or you're going to pretend that you have um, a, a good energy about yourself and light about yourself. When in actuality, you only are you're putting on a facade to, again, use someone else's light and the things that come from that in order to advance your life or to advance your career or to advance your social status, what have you. So um, that's that. I know some people will say, oh, well, some people, you know, it doesn't always, always have to be about a bag. You know, people do that for free. You're absolutely right. It's, it's, still, it's still universal. If somebody is still using somebody and even though no money is being exchanged, even though no connections are being exchanged, even though no opportunities are being exchanged, the feelings of someone that likes you enough to do that for you or to lay with you or to give you time or to be intimate with you, even if it's not sexually, to prey on that person and knowingly take advantage of their emotions, that's still vamping, that's still sucking and leeching the energy out of somebody else even if you don't even like that person like that's wild like you're gonna play with somebody's emotions and the thing about this will with other people we can control our will we can't show nobody else's so who really wants to deal with the consequences of a person finding out that we're energy vampires you never know what people will do when they're emotionally in with somebody only to find out that that's a lie or it's not reciprocated after they just sat there and gave out so much not saying that the entitlement needs to be there, but if you're knowingly going to take advantage of somebody like that, can you really be mad when the reaction is is out of pocket or if the reaction is not what you expect or it's not calm? So that's just something to keep in mind when it comes to either moving that way or if you're dealing with somebody that way. So that's the fake ass boo. Also, the next one is the false friend. Y'all know this one. Hey, bro. Hey, sis. Let's build. Always want to damn build something, but don't have shits to build with. They're going to expect you to build something, though. Bring your supplies. You're going to build everything. Your loyalty is going to be the main constant here. Your time is going to be the main constant here. Your energy is going to be the main constant here. Don't ask shit from them because they're not going to give it to you. They're not going to tell you that up front, but they're not going to give it to you. Or they're the constantly nitpicky pessimistic friend who may not even realize that they're an energy vampire and those are usually the worst ones because sometimes they don't mean to be malicious but damn it they are because of how they operate with themselves and they project that on the other people so um i had a well i was gonna say self-reflection but i feel like everybody can relate to this there's a friend that's constantly pessimistic constantly if the glass is half full to you the glass is definitely half empty to them glass may not have no water in it shit it might not even be a glass according to them and whenever you have something positive you want to say even if you factored in the negatives they always got to bring up the negative and sometimes that's because of their conditioning sometimes because of their own fears sometimes they can't imagine somebody doing what they felt they can't do so they have to project it onto you to show you that it might not be able to be done even if you 
think otherwise. They just have to tell you. They have to because they don't know nothing else. Sometimes people don't know positivity and they don't know opportunity and they don't know the um, opportunity to kind of look at things from a abundant standpoint. They just kind of have to. It's just that it's just how they program. I'm not saying they're right. But some people are programmed not to see the abundance in the world and the universe that we have here. And um, when people constantly want to do that, even if they've been told that that's not really a compatible way of being for the sake of the friendship, that becomes a form of energy vamping because they don't care at this point. Sometimes people will say, you know what, I am self-deprecating and that comes off on how I deal with other people, so I apologize, I'm going to work on that. That's a different story. We're talking about people that have been taught to, they know this about themselves, or they may not have been taught to about it by you, but somebody else may have told them that they're they moving a little weird and they still feel the need to project whatever insecurities they have onto you. You know, you might have bought a dress and you may not even ask them how they look. You, you know, they'll, they'll tell you, oh, that doesn't fit you, it doesn't look good. Or they give you unsolicited advice that you ain't asked for. You know, they'll tell you something and they just all of a sudden come out of nowhere like you asked them for shit. And it's automatically a negative thing. Oh, you know he's cheating. Oh, you know you know that's not going to work. Oh, you'll never get that job. You're not going to qualify for that, right? Oh, that's a long shot. That's never going to happen. Watch those people. Because anybody that's going to constantly fix their mouth to throw negative Things and speak curses over your life got to be watched and I would question whether they're worth being trusted sometimes folks are only good to go to the club with sometimes folks are only good to go out with and they ain't good for shit else and that's okay but they don't those are not the ones you call friends those are not the ones that's friends so that's one way to false friend right also another way to false friend and be an energy vampire is when they purposely want to control your emotions. So we talked about negative affirmations and speaking curses, right? These people will also constantly do things that friends wouldn't do. For instance, they'll support other people and strangers publicly but won't support anything you're doing. They might tell you privately, they might not tell you at all, but they will never support what you have going on. They won't tell anybody about the things you do. They won't congratulate you on the things that you've accomplished. Even if it's little, they won't say anything. Or they won't tell anybody. Sometimes they do that because they're scared of you eclipsing them. For some reason, you be in a competition with your friends, quote-unquote friends, and you may not even know that. And sometimes they may want to appear that you ain't shit compared to them. Or y'all even. Or she can't be better than me. He can't outdo me. So they purposely do things that they can control, which is their ability to help you out with support and things like that. And they don't give it to you. Not because they forget. Not because they're, quote unquote, too busy. Because they don't want to. And even though it's someone's right to support you, it's also your right to determine if that's a person you want in your circle. I don't know anybody that would be friends with, close friends with somebody who didn't support what they were doing. Period. Am I saying this person need to post on your Instagram 10 times a day? And for some people, that's the requirement. For me in this case, no, necessarily. But a person that says absolutely nothing while you do your life's work, your mission, things that you're happy and passionate about, things that make you happy and, and help allow you to feel free and feel at ease and at peace, they have nothing to say. And we're not even talking financial support. We're talking about just general support, basic, hey, you're doing great. Or, hey, that's awesome. Or, hey, congratulations. Or, man, that's dope. Nothing. Watch them. They might be vamping. They might be trying to find a way to sabotage what you got going on somewhere down the line. Or maybe they don't want you to win. Maybe they hoping it just won't work. It reminds me of that scene the next Friday <laughs> where Craig goes over and talks to the neighbor and the cousin that they like, I hope you don't get none. You better not get none. You ain't gonna get none. I hope you don't get none. It's like that almost, but just with your friends. Another way that friends or false friends can be energy vampires is that they have no concept of loyalty. And I'm going to give you a specific example as to what I mean. If somebody talking shit about you, not only do they tell you that somebody was talking shit about you, they won't tell you who said it. That's the worst thing ever. For someone who wants to know that someone's talking shit about them and you tell them you don't know even though you know, 
That's messy. It looks really messy. It looks like someone's trying to purposely have their friends stress out because they don't know who's talking about them, which means they don't know who to trust. But since the friend told them, that leaves them being the only person they can trust and it keeps them in a constant state of paranoia to not have other friends. I've seen people do that for the sake of keeping friends because they're jealous of other people's friends and they don't want to share their friend with other people. So I've seen that. I've also seen a situation where a friend will let someone talk shit about their friend and not say anything. Nothing. They get joy in hearing that someone don't like their homegirl. Well, it's not really their homegirl or their homeboy. And they'll let them pop off about them. They'll sometimes link up with people that don't like them and become associates and things like that. And they'll fall it under the disguise of, oh, they did nothing to me. In certain situations, I can kind of understand it, but not necessarily. You have a person that's dogging your friend out. And you want to be friends with them? You want to be friends with them? Especially if your friend didn't do anything? That's a form of energy vamping. It's almost like you linking up and you're combining forces with somebody to tear somebody down slowly but surely. That's sneaky. That's vamping. So those are some examples of a false friend, right? The next one is kind of sort of similar. It's the social climber. The social climber is kind of sort of like fake boo in the sense of they be, they'll, they'll posture and they'll kind of appear to look a certain way. Sometimes they'll have an extreme form of a Napoleon complex. They all, and I'm not saying people that's always fresh to death are energy vampires. I'm not saying people with nice cars are energy vampires. I'm not saying people that appear to have money or connections are energy vampires. I'm saying that the people that like to combine all of those things for the sole purpose of looking better than with respect to seeing what they could finesse and jug and hustle out of somebody else, that is energy vamping because that's appearing to look better than what you are because you can't rely on your natural aura and your natural energy and you being a good person in order to get where you need to go. That's why it becomes energy vamping because the sense of worth and value comes from material and external validation from other people versus self. And they need that constant acquiring of those things in order to feel good. And that's going to come, again, at the expense of the love, the loyalty, the opportunities of someone else who really cares. They're going to suck them dry and then move on to the next and forget about them as if it never happened. So that's a form of energy vamping. These people might have the flyest cars. They won't tell you that they paying out the ass a month for it, but they're going to have a fly car. They're going to have a nice designer um, closet full of things that may not be real, maybe real, but they want the appearance that it's real. So that's another. They always talking about somebody they bro, they family, they sis, they homegirl, always name dropping, always letting you know they're in circles that's worth acknowledging. And I remember this happened to me once. I actually had to do a fact check because the thing is, I don't tell everybody I know because I feel like that's not my style. I'm not going to sit there and be bragging. If I'm giving you flowers and I'm and I'm praising you publicly and showing love publicly, that's one thing. But in terms of being like, I know so-and-so, this person is my family. Oh, this person. I was here with this person. That's what social climbers do. They always feel the need to tell you who was important that they were around as if they weren't important on their own. So this person actually had name dropped my, uh, my real close friend. Like we're like family. And I didn't tell this person because I thought that was kind of weird. And the way my tribe acts my like my real like tight circle like the way we all operate we don't we're friendly but we don't necessarily call everybody friend because sometimes being called friend or being associated with the wrong people is just not good it's not even about a good look publicly it's just not good sometimes that shit is dangerous we need to associate with people who conduct themselves in a way that's not becoming or it's not in a way that you want to grow in or it's not or it's the complete opposite of what you aspire to be in life. So when it comes to my particular friend here, he's very, very strict about friend. He don't want to be called by people that's friend because he knows that in the lifestyle that he's in or was in, I should say, that can get people put in very unsafe situations. So I said, yo, um, you know, so-and-so? And he was like, Who? Like, the first thing came out of his mouth, who? And was like, oh, I think I met that person one time at so-and-so. I don't, really, I don't really know him like that, though. Meanwhile, this other person is usually, like, he's using his name to act like there's a real relationship 
to other people. I've seen it happen in business. People that want to work with people will lie about their association professionally with somebody for the sake of looking more appealing to that person they want to work with. That person will go back to the homie and say, yo, I had a meeting with someone, so they said they work with you. Is that true? And the person will be like, I don't know them. I may have met them in passing, but that's it. So false claiming, doing things under a negative um, with a with a ulterior motive or impure intention in order to better themselves and themselves only by exploiting you and your gifts and your talents and what you can do for them or other people. That's a form of energy vamping and that is a social climber. So another one. Another one is the woe is me. And the woe is me. I feel bad about this one because most of the time these people don't mean to be this way. They don't mean to be the person that's constantly dumping their issues on you. They don't mean to be the person that only hits you up when they have a problem. They be so in their own world that they don't realize that a day or a week or a month or two months may have gone by. And that last time y'all spoke, it was them dumping their issues on you. But what they do know is they need a, a moment to where they can clear their head and hear someone they trust or someone that they can... um get some solid sound advice from so they call you you're well aware that you haven't spoke to them in a couple of months you know they have a history of constantly dumping but you're not in their course of experience you're not living their journey so you don't really know why but you know that you're aggravated every time they hit you because they never ask how you're doing they always say yo i need advice oh my god i gotta talk to you oh my god i need this oh my god i need that i had a person i tried to help and they were constantly asking me for readings. I think I, on the, on the kindness of my heart, I think spirit told me to say, hey, this person is in a new relationship. Just do a card, help them out, whatever. And just kind of give them something to look out for. And that person took that as me always wanting to be there with a card. I remember this person calling me at work saying, I need a carpool right now. And I said, I'm at work. <laughs> like, what? Like, I'm not even, I don't even have my cards with me. Well, I need, when you get back home, I need help with this. And I'm like, okay, um, let me call you when I get home. I call and they're like, oh, well, don't worry about it. I got help now. And it's almost like they told me, like, I wasn't there for them. So they went somewhere else. And I said, I mean, that's cool. You feel me? But the next time you need a card on the spot, feel free to book some time and respect that. Like, people will sometimes forget that you're a person that has their their own life their own problems and I'm not saying that you're supposed to just be like hey fuck you you know what I'm saying I don't care about your problems but when people are in a constant state of anxiety or a constant state of unsettledness sometimes they'll do that and I'm glad that I have friends in my circle that will will try our best to remember yo are you good right now okay cool can you talk all right or hey can you handle this today and I've had friends be like, and myself, we've all been like, sometimes, hey, you know what? Today's not a good day. Let's try tomorrow. Or, you know what? Give me some time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, you know, kind of moving through traffic or I kind of got this to handle and I'll get back to you. But sometimes people don't realize they vamping energy because they be so caught up in their own shit that they don't realize that they may sometimes hurt or come off like users to other people. Another one is um the sob story. The woe is me sob story, meaning they may not need help. They just want an ear. And sometimes, you know, that takes time and energy and, 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 and processing for other people just to be on the phone. And they just always, it's never, it's never something good. It's always somebody that just constantly just doesn't check in with you. Don't give a fuck about what you're doing. They just, again, so caught up in their own need to release. And they at least trust you enough to release that they do that. So, again, those are the two that's inadvertent that I kind of feel bad about mentioning. But technically, that is an energy vampire because sometimes people don't always have the capacity to handle that. And sometimes people will be on one level and be on one vibration and be happy. And then when they get off the phone and took on these people's problems as they own and they feel drained and they tired. And it affects their ability to interact with others or do things with themselves in the future or that day. It's heavy. So that's another thing when it comes to um, energy vampires. The narcissist that talks about everyone being a narcissist, but is really a narcissist. That's another energy vampire. And the problem I have with that is I see a lot of that on social media or I see it in person in the form of people that always need to talk about 
other people as if they're above everything. And that's the energy vampire because sometimes people don't want to hear that shit. Sometimes people just want to be able to interact with folks without people jumping on an elitist high horse, feeling like they're better than people. And I think that's a form of energy vamping because sometimes people come to someone and then all they hear is disrespect, um, being condescending or negative language about them. And next thing you know, they're turned off with the idea of this person because of all the shit they didn't talk. The high horse people, that's energy vampire because they get off on feeling like they're more knowledgeable, more credible, more, um, more righteous. And all of us are little peasants, little peons. You know, we have a lot of learning to do. You haven't quite ascended to where we are. You haven't read enough books. You don't know enough about black culture. You don't know about this, that, and the other. And those people are vampires because they doing all of this highfalutin and projecting at the expense of someone else's now questionable support. Because sometimes that's how you lose people that fuck with you. People will fuck with you until you disrespect them. Now they don't want to support what you're doing no more. Because you've disrespected your audience or the people that care about you or your family or your friends or people that was in your corner. So they're really quick to talk about other people in terms. And again, I've had firsthand experience, so it's not really a call out. Can't be a call out if it's already been discussed with that person. You feel me? But they usually talk a lot about a particular kind of person all the while being in denial about their own traits when it comes to being like that person, like the narcissist. So there will be somebody that will sit there and talk all day about other people. They will drag people. They will call people out. They will talk about these negative traits. When you try to question your own traits or or their traits as problematic, they accuse you of attacking. And they flip the script and they gaslight you and send you about your business. Or I've seen a situation where there was a relative that passed away. And there was a person that was grieving. And this person felt their grief was more important because of the fact that they were in love with that person that passed away. Meanwhile, there is people that lost that person as a child, as a parent, as a sibling, as a aunt or uncle or cousin, what have you. And, but this person didn't want to hear nobody else's grieving because they were upset that they lost a lover that they cared about or, you know, a a life partner. That's another form of energy vamping too, because you're now putting your own self above everyone else. And that community support, that village support that you probably could have gotten, it may be, you know, they may be reluctant to give it to you because you've now discredited and discounted and invalidated their grieving and put yours above theirs. Again, leaving somebody in a more negative state than what they came to you with. So that's another form. It's another... That sometimes can be inadvertent. Sometimes it can be acting out. But I more so put that under inadvertent unless you just a whole ass narcissist and you never cared to begin with and you always thought you was better than everyone else. But um, what's another form of energy vamping? The gatekeeper. Now, all gatekeepers, I have my own view about gatekeepers. All of them are not, <laughs> all of them are not bad. It's the gatekeepers that want to dangle carrots in front of your face. For the sake of appearing that they can do things for you. It's almost like the mix of a social climber and a fake ass boo. But they hide it underneath gatekeeping. So meaning they use their power and influence to dangle carrots in front of your face. With the expectation that you'll give them something. Other than um, it, other than things that are related to what you may do. So for instance. Using myself as an example. I can say something like. An example of this would be somebody who wants to have a romantic relationship. Or a sexual relationship with me in exchange for opportunities to help grow my brand that's a form of energy vampiring which is a gatekeeper that's why we have all of this me too stuff going around because people use their power and their influence to take advantage and manipulate people that wanted to just live out their dreams and wanted to follow their heart and their desires to be the best that they want to be professionally and that came at the cost of some very traumatic experiences in the hearts and spirits of these people that were taken advantage of so that's a prime example when it comes to gatekeeping i had my own experiences with that um Oof, I will I will keep that off of the episode because that's all even that's a long story in itself. But but yeah, gatekeepers that are kind of trying to take advantage of people and not really put them on. Cause I look I feel like this. If you really fool with somebody's work and somebody's product and you have the opportunity to connect them with people, you would just do it. If you really fool with them like that. If it had to be at the cost of something like sex or a date or a dinner, 
and it's not a business related dinner or it's not a, hey, let's see if this is a compatible business partnership type of dinner, then I feel like that's more of an energy vamping, gatekeeping thing too because it's another type of manipulation. Just like with the fake-ass friend that wants to manipulate your emotions. Just like the fake-ass boo that wants to manipulate and have a power over you at all times. Just like the social climber that wants to be able to control your perception based on foolishness and fakery. This particular person, the gatekeeper, wants to pull your strings and make you a puppet for the sake of seeing how you're going to dance for this opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, clap, clap, turn the beat on. Dance one time, shuffle one time. They want you to usually give up your personal integrity, your morals, or your values for the sake of an opportunity. And they know that. And when they present the opportunity to you, they do it in a way, just like almost like, almost like fake ass boo too, because fake ass boo will do that too, to a degree. Sometimes fake ass boo may not want to see you when you want to see them, but when they want to see you, you must be available. And when it's time to see you or they want to see you and it's time, you know, and they give you a time and you're like, Hey, I'm busy or whatever. They'll just kind of make it seem like if they don't see you during this time, you may never see them again. It's almost kind of like how gatekeepers do in terms of saying, Oh, well, this opportunity is only one opportunity. I mean, you never know when the next one's coming. There's millions of people that want to do what you do and those other stuff. And they'll kind of kick it to you. Like if you don't give in and compromise your values and your morals, or you'll compromise what you know to be proper respect that you're wrong. And that if this doesn't happen, it's your fault. That kind of emotional manipulation is what fake ass bull and what gatekeepers um, that are that are all energy vampires, what they do. They do that. Even social climbers to a degree. They'll do that, too. So that's another one. And also the influencer that influences under false pretenses. And when I say that, that could really be anybody. That could be anybody with five followers. You could have 500 followers or 500,000 followers, 5 million followers. But when I say the influencer that doesn't influence for good, I mean that the intentions and being relatable and being someone that you can identify with, it's not because that's who they are. That's because they need some bills paid. They need a course or a product or a trip or a bill paid or whatever it is. Whatever the motive is that can make you relate to them enough to support with your hearts to maybe support with your wallet in the future. That's what I mean when I say energy vampires. Now, there are some differences here when it comes to people that are legit business people and use their personal brand to support their business brand. That's a different story. We're not talking about people that are honestly being themselves and doing that in order to, you know, sell related products or whatever or sell services that they may be qualified to do. Different story. And again, this isn't a sub or a call out because y'all know I'm real good for calling people out. But the way I do things is that I handle my issues privately. And people that I've ever had issues with since, you know, even personally or with Spiritual Homegirl, I've always made a point to handle my shit privately so it's not a call out so before y'all share this episode and be like what's she talking about i'm not talking about anybody in particular but another form of this could be a preacher a teacher yeah i said both you heard them there's different words preacher and teacher it can be different kinds of people that come off a way to where you are emotionally invested in them and you, because I mean, come on now, y'all don't invest in businesses. I don't invest in businesses. I invest in people. If I believe in what you're doing, I support what you're selling because I trust you as a person to not screw me with whatever you sell business wise. So I'm more so talking about people that knowingly will prey on your emotions for the sake of a dollar or for fame. And. It's not cool and it's an energy vampire situation because you're being taken advantage of and our wallets are being taken advantage of and we don't even know it. We are here being lied to by somebody. They may tell you publicly to do X, Y, Z. They may come up as an expert on X, Y, Z. They may tell you how to do things. Again, more than likely, sometimes they're on a high horse too, but privately, it don't match. And um, it's the difference between being imperfect. I'm not saying it got to be perfect. But knowingly, you know what? Let me give an example. We're going to see how old y'all are here. Y'all remember the episode of Martin 
Regina's college friend came to town. And she had a show talking about keeping it real. I keep cereal. I keep cereal. I don't eat meat. But she was eating a whole bunch of ribs. And Martin caught her on camera eating ribs. Talking about she had real hair. It was a clip with a whole weave in it. She was out here talking about being righteous. It was out here low-key selling ass on the street. Even though low-key, you know, that's a whole sex worker discussion. Not saying nothing wrong with sex workers. Just saying that she was preaching one thing. Acting like she was keeping it real and saying another and she sold a book. That's the best example I can give in terms of the influencer that's the energy vampire. It could be virtually anybody. Anybody that has a shred of influence that could sow a seed or spark a seed of change. And with social media, it's easier to say that because that's more readily available and there's more examples and there's way more people. There's millions of people online compared to millions of people that you may never meet on the street in such a short amount of time. So... That's another way that um, that you can get your energy vamped. And I'm not saying all preachers are bad either or all teachers are bad. I'm just saying the ones that false represent who they are for the sake of support and money, those are the ones you got to watch out for. Because not only will you be left in a lower state after realizing that you was lied to for however long, your pocket's going to fill it too, depending on how much money you've given over the years. So that's another thing. And when it comes to dealing with these people... Or these vampires. The reason why I said there's a common theme is because there's usually a lack. They want something out of you because they don't have the ability to cultivate it in themselves. So if they're able to get it out of you, it makes it easier for them not to have to do the work healing their own traumas or being able to get over some of the things that's happened to them or even make some hard truths or face hard truths about themselves in order to fix them to be able to attract some of the things that they want out of you. Whether material or whether it's inner peace. So that's a common theme between all of these people. Now, some of y'all going to disagree with me when I say how to deal with them. But I'm going to say it anyway. First things first. When you think you have an energy vampire on your hands, don't jump to no conclusions. I mean, intuition is, is, is a good thing. If your intuition is telling you something, don't ignore it. But know who you're dealing with. Sometimes that might take time. Sometimes it takes certain situations. Look at how they are when they don't get their way. When somebody um, makes them mad, little things. Um, how they talk about people that they supposedly love and care about. If they really love and care about somebody, I don't think they would dog them or drag them. I've seen that happen before. Like somebody would tell me, oh, I love women. I have so much respect for women. This is a potentially fake ass boo that I had. Um, kind of try to pursue me. He would say, oh, I love women. I respect women. The black woman is God. But then he calling women bitches and females every single time. And I was like, you don't respect these damn women. You don't respect us. You don't respect black women. You don't respect no woman. So things like that. Or how they talk about people that have wronged them. Usually energy vampires are never wrong. It's usually somebody else that's always wronged them. They're never at fault. They never say, hey, in this one instance... I may have contributed on my own accord to this outcome because of X, Y, Z. They don't do that. It's always someone else. It's always somebody else's ego. Woe is them. They always the victim. They're always getting done wrong. And I automatically side that because nobody's perfect. Everybody has had situations where they did not do the most ideal thing, whether we want to admit it or not. And people that don't want to admit it, I think that shows a level of personal growth that we probably need to work on. And I'm only saying that because I've been there. I still have to low-key put my pride aside to avoid roasting the shit out of people sometimes growth i can admit that i can also admit that you know certain things i may say i got a mouth that's sharper than a ginsu i can really go off if i want to and there's things that i may have said out of anger that have upset people deeply outside of you know spiritual hunger i'm talking like personal arguments i've gone there before and i can admit that so certain people you know that kind of can't you might want to watch them because you never know how they're going to deal with you when that happens. You might end amicably or you might end on good terms or you might cut the situation off. Next thing you know, six months later, they're telling somebody you crazy. And they don't understand why you would do that to someone after everything that they've done for you. You would do them like that. Energy vampires. I mean, not saying everybody that's like that is, but the ones that's never, ever, ever wrong. Man, keep them eyes open and keep your head on the swivel, okay? So... Also, set boundaries for yourself first. It's kind of hard sometimes, and again, I can speak to this. Sometimes it's hard to enforce boundaries with other people when we don't have them for ourselves. 
in terms of what we qualify as respect, um, in terms of what we're going to deal with. Sometimes certain people get passes that other ones don't. And I think it would help. And again, you're grown. I'm not trying to tell you what to do because everybody's going to figure out what works for them. But in terms of respect, until I set my core values in terms of what I wanted to be and in terms of what I wasn't going to accept, it was going to be hard for me to really enforce that out of other people. Like, disrespect, right? As a woman... At this age of life, there's certain shit I can't put up with. There's certain shit I can't continuously give passes for. That's what I mean when I said set boundaries. So at least when you know as a man or a woman, however you identify going through the journey, at least you know there's some certain shit that you're not going to take off rip. It kind of makes it easier. So when you're dealing with somebody that you think you might care about, you'll wonder and be like, yo, this person really cared about me. Were they continuously infringe on my boundaries that I've set after I said so? That's another way to help deal with it, too, because if people don't respect your boundaries, they don't give a fuck about you. I'm not debating it. If people don't respect your boundaries, they don't care. You want to know why? Because whatever they want out of you, whatever their agenda is, is more important than respecting you. And they're going to tell you that inadvertently. They're not going to tell you that outright. You say it's a real bold, ballsy person to say that. But most people, this energy vampire, they're not going to do that because that ruins the ability to suck you dry. So they're going to find ways to kind of get around it and kind of see if there's a way to kind of get it, get what they want to where it can be as painless as possible. They don't like to really be messy, messy. They just want to be messy enough to kind of get over and win. They don't really do confrontation well because if they did or if they felt like they could handle it, they wouldn't feel the need to passively aggressively try to finesse your ass out of your energy over and over. I can relate. I've been there. People do not like having, in my experience, people do not like having conversations that force them to reflect on their own fucking fuck ups and behaviors because that makes them realize, yo, I'm really acting out of pocket right now. And not only am I acting out of pocket right now, this person peeps that I'm out of pocket right now. So sometimes they'll go into denial or they'll shut down. They'll disappear for a while. See if things blew over and then they come back. Usually fake ass boo do this too. Usually you try to hold them accountable. Girl, you don't hit me up like you used to. Girl, you always ask me for money. Or girl, you don't really talk to me with respect. You know, you don't really respect me anymore. Dudes, oh, you're always asking me for sex every time I see you. Why is that? Oh, you don't ever really, you know, you're not really there when I have a problem. I'm trying to call you and get some advice. You never answer your phone. Like things like that. So, it, it, I mean, I feel like fake ass boo is probably the best example when it comes to that. But, um, but yeah, like set boundaries for yourself and then also assess whether burning the bridge the way you want to is beneficial to your growth or is keeping distance necessary. Because sometimes, again, with me being a former petty princess, I used to enjoy burning bridges. I'm talking like pyrotechnics, like the whole nine, you know, cameras, explosions, dynamite, detonators, the whole nine. All of what Acme Explosives had to offer. But I realized that that's not beneficial to me because that's, it's just for what? Sometimes the freedom and the dopest thing is knowing that some shit don't work for you. And you don't have to do all that. And you can walk away and you can bow out gracefully. Because at the end of the day, the things that are making you want to cut them off ain't because of what you did. It's because you know that whatever they're doing don't work for you. And it's because it's a they problem. It ain't a you problem. That shit's dope to me now. I love being able to gracefully bow out of things. I don't have to roast you. Because the way this universe is set up, you're going to get roasted in some way, shape, or form anyway. And I ain't even got to do it. And I ain't got to have no blood or no dirt or no mud or nothing on my hands regarding you. I can take you. I can leave you. I can move forward. But what I do know is you'll be dealt with somehow. That brings me way more peace when it comes to dealing with energy vampires and malicious people than any ass whooping or any verbal ass whooping could give me in the long run. Now, I ain't say it ain't effective now. I will say some ass whoopers in the past have served me some good self-gratification instantly. Oh, my goodness. Or right lighting somebody up, roasting them. That will get you a good maybe week or two of gratification. But in the long run, it doesn't serve anything. Because what you've done is, by giving them that energy, 
you rolled in the mud with them and you still let them suck your energy dry. When I realized that, I said, oh, hell no. My energy is too expensive. I cannot give you the opportunity or the luxury to engage me, period. You're not worth the engagement. I'm not going to sit here and give you my precious energy so you can feel like you done sat there and got a rise out of me and got me bothered when I can let the universe handle your ass and serve you up real nice. No, I'm cool. So again, and again, sometimes that sounds good in theory. Shit going to happen that's going to test you. You might light somebody's ass up. But just remember, if you're going to do that, note the vibration of where it's coming from and note that sometimes you may be putting out more than you really need to handle, like in terms of needing to handle negative energy. So just kind of keep that in mind. You know, there's ways to go about things and the why and the how is very important when it comes to manifesting an energy and things coming back around, at least in my opinion. Some people would disagree, but in my journey, I'm learning the why and the how kind of trumps everything because that fuels the what, in my opinion. But also, bowing out gracefully and this gonna, y'all going to be like, ah, but send them love. Send them love. That's easier said than done because you know these people are trying to manipulate you and take advantage. And you know these people's intentions aren't pure. It's real easy to say, fuck you. Fuck them. I ain't finna do that. I ain't sending them shit. But sending them love keeps your hands clean. It's real important. Keep your hands clean. Send them love. You know what? You want some bullshit. But you know what? I'm going to send you love. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to keep myself high. I'm going to keep my energy high. And I'm not going to sit here and reprogram my system based on this. This memory is not going to stay on my heart screen to where if I think of an emotion, your ass come up. Or if you come up, I get associated um, feelings or, or sensations in, you know, associated with disappointment or anger or hatred or one to whoop somebody's ass that I didn't do. And I should have did. I don't want to have to associate that with you. Why? Because, again, it costs energy. So what I'd rather do is. Love is abundant. Love is free flowing. I got a lot of that. I'm going to send you love that you get your shit together and don't hurt nobody else. Because you're not going to hurt me no more. Or you're not going to hurt me at all because I peep you. So it's easier to send them love. I know some of y'all going to be like, Maria, you tripping. You tripping, tripping. But I'm not. I'm telling you. There's a book I want y'all to check out called The Love Code by Dr. Alexander Lloyd. L-O-Y-D. And that book explains in a really good way why love is truly the essential principle. And it takes a lot of reprogramming to do. And some people may not want to do it because it makes them seem soft and weak. But at the end of the day, when all you care about is your growth and your vibration and being a good person to inspire other people, who cares about what somebody else think about you being weak? You know? So send them love. So that was my episode about energy vampires is probably one of the longest solo episodes i've done in a while i told y'all when i'm silent for a while i got a lot to say so we talking we was talking today so i hope you guys enjoyed it if you did please let me know feel free to like subscribe on itunes or google play or you know hit me up on soundcloud some people have hit me up in the comments on my episode saying that they love it some people have found me recently saying it like the episode on instagram thank y'all so much please let me know give me your feedback i want to know if you like my stuff on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. I mean, share whatever it is you want to share. I want to make sure that I get to as many people as possible that need to see it. I'm not really about being popular with all of everybody or the masses in general. I only want to get to those that I'm meant to get to. Honestly speaking, I'm being, I mean, completely 100. It would sound cute to say, oh, I want to affect the entire world. But, you know, we all may be connected, but we're not all compatible. So I want to find my tribe. So if there's any way you guys can help me do that by sharing it or liking it or commenting or subscribing or whatever, let me know. And if you feel it on your heart to do so, please do. Thank you in advance if you decide to. If you want to find me, you can do so at Instagram, Facebook, again, YouTube, Spiritual Homegirl. You can sign up for Tribe Letters. Go out every Monday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, it's an email letter that I do. It's not like the podcast. It's kind of, uh, not kind of, it's way more personalized and more focused on other things it allows me to connect in a way that is off mic as well as um more personal i mean social media is cool but social media has some restrictions they have character restrictions and you can't really like 
post multiple things at once. So the newsletter is a way for me to kind of get everything off that I can't get off on social media and I can't get off on podcasting. So you can do that at spiritualhomegirl.com. There's a pop-up that'll let you sign up. There's a sign-up sheet on, uh, sign-up tab, excuse me, on Facebook. Or you can go to my link on Instagram and it'll tell you sign up for my mailing list. You can do that. YouTube, I'm excited. I'm going to do something different that is unlike what I've been doing so far. Nothing like the podcast. Nothing like the tribe letter. Nothing like my Instagram post. It's going to be way different and I'm really excited. I've been sitting on it for a year and I'm going to do it. And I can't wait. Um, If you saw my podcast interview that's kind of sort of in the market but kind of different because it's not like the podcast remember so i will be definitely doing a lot of stuff on youtube please feel free to subscribe to that i can't wait i want to get the first video done in a week it's not going to be um a hella production but damn it it's mine so we're gonna make it work so um yeah feel free to tap in on that too and that is it, y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria. And remember, trust the journey and trust yourself. Peace. Peace.